purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girl, welcome back for another episode of Christian Girls Pop. My name is Stephanie Bright and I am the founder of CG Pop. I'm so excited that you could join me for another episode. We have been talking about change all month long, and this week we're asking ourselves, why is change so hard? Why is change so hard? You've probably asked yourself this question at some point. You've been frustrated about change. You've been scared about change. Whatever emotion you've had toward change, I'm sure I felt it too. We're all in this together. And this is why I wanted to talk about this episode. I wanted to bring light to the fact that we all understand that change can be hard, but we're going to break down the why and then see that we still can go for change, even in the hardships. So before we get into this, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for another opportunity to deliver your word. I pray that every ear that listens is receptive, every heart is open, and every mind is ready to apply and change what needs to be changed in our lives. Thank you for guiding us each step of the way. Thank you for your instruction. Thank you for the wisdom and clarity that you give us as we take this journey of faith with you. Lord, I pray that you lead the way and we will follow. Thank you for changing us day by day. We love you, we praise you, and we pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. So like I said, we've been talking about change all month long. The first week we started talking about just simply what is change. We talked about the definition of it and what change looks like in our lives. Last week we talked about when to change. We talked about the timing. We talked about how important timing can be and that applies to doing things right away versus listening to God and when he tells us to go. Timing is so important. This week, we're switching gears just a little bit, and we're simply going to ask the question, why? Why is change so hard? Maybe you're faced with change in your own life, and you've been scared, or you've asked yourself this question, or maybe you haven't stepped out on faith because you perceive change to be so hard. So that's why I want to talk about it. I want to bring light to it. If that is the reason that you are being held back from stepping out on faith and stepping into what God has called you to do, I want to shed light on that so that we can be sisters in Christ that are walking this thing out day by day, living for Jesus without holding back. So there's four different whys. There's four different whys that we're going to talk about. The first why is the fear of the unknown. Fear of the unknown. When we don't know what's coming next, we freak out. I've said this in some of the recent podcasts, but we love to sing that worship song, Ocean. Spirit, lead me where my trust is beyond borders. Let me walk upon the waters wherever you would call me. We love crying our little hearts out to that song. We're at the front. Oh, Lord, I surrender all. Ah, Crying our little eyes out. We love to sing Oceans until it's time to live it out in our lives. Until we're called to have our trust go beyond borders, until we're called to step out on the water, all of a sudden it's a different story. The fear of the unknown gets to us. It's a scary thing. 
We like to plan and when we don't know what's coming next, when we can't see what's coming next, that scares us. And then that fear turns into anxiety. And a lot of people struggle with that. And anxiety can be built for a lot of different reasons, but a lot of it is built on worry. A lot of it is not knowing what's coming next and being afraid of it, of not knowing what the next thing will be and not being in control of that next thing. And it scares us. The fear of the unknown hinders us from going and doing what we're called to do because we can't see what's happening next. When we're called to step out on the water, we don't know what the next move will be. All we can know is that God has called us to step out into the water. And so we just freak out because we like to be three steps ahead of everything. And in some situations, that's great, but we can't always be in control. We can't always know what's coming next. And that scares us. So instead of us stepping out on faith, we just try to do things that we can still be in control of and not walk in faith. First Peter 5 and 7 says, cast all of our fears upon him, cast all of our anxiety upon him. And that includes the fear of what's coming next. That includes that thing that you're scared of, the thing that you don't know what's coming. That includes that, lay that at his feet too. Some of us aren't walking in our calling. Some of us aren't walking in our purpose. Some of us aren't walking in what we're supposed to do simply because God has only given us step one and we want to know step 20. So since he won't show us the whole way, we just won't walk in faith. There's actually an example in Genesis of a time when God did not give full instruction on what to do next. God was instructing Abraham on what to do. At this time, his name was Abram. And this is what the Lord said. It's Genesis chapter 12, verse 1. Now the Lord said to Abram, go from your country and your kindred and your father's house to the land that I will show you. To the land that I will show you. Continuing on through the verses, verse 2 says, and I will make of you a great nation and I will bless you and make your name great so that you will be a blessing. I will bless those who bless you and him who dishonors you, I will curse And in you, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So Abram went as the Lord had told him and Lot went with him. So let's check that out for a second. That first verse, God gave him instruction and he said, go to the land that I will show you. He hadn't even showed him where to go yet, but he still wanted Abram to be obedient. He said, go here and here's my promise. And he explained that in verses two and three. And then verse four says, so Abram went. Sometimes all you get is step one and a promise of what's to come. Sometimes that's all you're going to get. Will you still be obedient to God with just a step one? If you're waiting for God to give you all 20 steps, you're going to be waiting your whole life because God doesn't want you to follow him only if you know what's going to happen. That's not true faith. Faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. It's not faith if you can see it. That's just vision, right? Some of us are walking in vision, but we're not walking in faith. We walk in what we can see. But as soon as God puts a blindfold on, as soon as God doesn't give us all the instructions from from point A to point B, we won't do it. I get that it's a little scary. I understand that we won't know everything, but that's where our faith comes in. There's times when you'll see God clearly, you'll hear him clearly, you'll see all the instructions laid out, and there's other times when you won't. You have to have faith in both times, in both situations. God doesn't want children who only trust them when they know what's coming next. Is it really trust at that point? Have you ever done a trust fall with somebody? When, the, when you do a trust fall, that person is behind you and you fall back on them. And the whole point of them being behind you is so that you can't see them. 
that's when that real trust comes in. If you fall and they're in front of you, I mean, yeah, you're still trusting them a little bit to catch you before you hit the ground, but you can see them. Your faith is secured because you see them stretch out their hands. You see them brace themselves for the fall. You feel more confident to trust them. But when they're behind you, you can't see anything. And when you fall backwards, when you let go of your weight and you fall backwards, you are operating in faith that they will catch you, that they will step in and catch you before you hit the ground. Sometimes if you got really sneaky trust fall people, they'll catch you right before you hit the ground. You're like, girl, I almost died. But they got you. They caught you. Some of us need to trust fall for Jesus. We need to let him catch us. Some of us will only walk in faith. We'll only do a trust fall if we can see God in front of us. Okay, God, I'll do that thing, but but you got to tell me all 20 steps. How am I going to get there? How's it going to happen? Will I have money? Can you let let me know this? Will I have? And he said, child, all I need you to do is take step one. If If you take step one, I will show you the rest. I will show you what's next. Will we be the verse four Abram and say, so Abram went? So into your name here went, so into your name here was obedient, or is our verse four going to change? If that was us in the Bible story, would that story be written out the same? Or would it say, so into your name here didn't know what was coming next, so she didn't go. So into your name here didn't know exactly where God was calling her to, and since she didn't have the full instruction, she didn't go. What will your story say? What will be written in your story? I encourage you to be just like Abram and just go for it. Like I said, sometimes all you'll have is a step one and a promise. That's been the story of my life. God will tell me to do one thing and I don't know how it's going to happen. I don't know when it's going to happen, but I have a step one and a promise. I have a friendship that wasn't doing too well. And I was like, Lord, what do you want me to do with this? Should I just end the friendship? Should I just walk away from it all? The Lord told me two things. The Lord said, love them like I do. And then he promised restoration. That's all I got. When I tell you that's all I got, that's all I got. Love them like I do, said the Lord. And then the Lord promised restoration. And we've been rocking this thing out day by day, trusting the Lord in it. I said, you're not going to tell me anything else? Like, no? Okay. But as I began to walk in faith, as I began to surrender it over to Christ. The Lord would send reminders and confirmations and Bible verses and songs and scriptures to remind me of his promise, to encourage me to keep going, to strengthen my faith day in and day out. I would have never seen that if I had never taken step one. In this time of walking by faith with this friendship, I've seen the Lord develop my character, strengthen me, Strip me of some things, mend some things, do some things in my life that would have never happened had I not walked in faith with just my step one. So that is my encouragement to you to keep going. Step out on faith. You're not going to know it all. That's okay. This is when it's time to operate in your faith, not just with your vision. You're not going to see it all. You're not going to see all the pieces. You're not going to see all the steps. It's kind of like driving in the fog where you can only see like a couple feet ahead of you. You know you have a destination to get to, but you can't see that whole way. Just drive in the fog. That's good. That's a a word. Just drive in the fog. Because that's what it feels like when we're out here doing this. The fear of the unknown is like fog. You know God has told you to hop on this highway, but you can't see. I want you to just trust him. Trust that 
He's clearing the path for you. Trust that you won't hit anything along the way. Trust that he's making a way for you to arrive at your promise, at your calling, at your purpose. But you got to get in the car. You got to take off, even if it's foggy. So that's our first fear, fear of the unknown. The second is the fear of the switch up, the fear of the switch up. Like I mentioned before, we love to plan and we don't like when our plans get messed up. We like to be in control. And when that's taken from us, it rocks our whole world. Think in your own life of things that you can't control and think about how much anxiety that brings you. Now, We are blessed in a generation and in a society where we can control a lot of things. We can control what kind of food we eat, what kind of political party we choose, what kind of friends that we have, what kind of music we listen to, what kind of church we go to. We have control over a lot. Some people aren't as blessed, but we do. We have control over a lot. But there are certain things that you can't control. You can't control what sex your baby will be. You can't control the rising of the sun, the setting of the sun. You can't control the clouds, the sun, the rain. And these are things that give us anxiety. Oh my gosh, is it going to rain on my big day? Oh my gosh, is the sun going to be shining? Oh my gosh, are my plants going to grow because the sun? These are things that we get anxiety about because we don't have control over them. And when we don't have control, it just, it does something inside of us. So when God brings change, a lot of times he brings a switch up. That's the whole point of change. It's something different than what you're used to. And what he brings most likely surprises you. It comes out of nowhere. And a lot of times it's not even on your calendar. And so we have this mindset. We think that things only go well if we're in control. But in reality, most times it doesn't go well when we're the ones in control. We have this idea that we have to have it all put together. We have to be the one to do everything. But in reality, it's always better when God is the one that's in control. But yet we still try to do it anyway. We still try to have full control. How can we say that we submit to God, yet we won't let him have access to our lives? We sing the hymns, I surrender all. We sing the hill song, I surrender. I want to know you more. I want to know you more. I surrender. Are we actually surrendering all? Or we're surrendering everything that we're okay with surrendering, but then we're holding on to something. Are we surrendering all or just stuff that's not in our Google Calendar? Some of us are putting more hope in our Google Calendar and our daily planner than we're putting in God. And that's a scary place to be when, oh, God, that doesn't really fit in my schedule. No, I'm not going to be able to do that one. Sorry. God's asking you to do such and such. Ah, that changes. That's too much. Mm, I can't fit that in my schedule. I'm sorry. We don't let God in because we we don't want to switch things up. We're comfortable. God asks us to do one thing that involves change, and we do everything else but that. God will say, do thing A. And we're like, "Mm, I didn't plan that, but I did plan B through Z, so you I'll do those. We try to just substitute it out. God is a God of switch-ups. He's going to come at the most unexpected moments. And that's great when it's a blessing, but when it's changed, all of a sudden we don't like his timing. Uh Uh-oh. We believe God is going to show up at any moment. He's going to work a miracle for us. But when we switch it around and say, God is going to show up at any moment and make us change, now we don't like it anymore. Now we don't like his surprises. Now we don't like him to just show up at any time. Now he needs to make an appointment to meet with you. The same God we were praising for being an on-time God. The same God we were glorifying for always knowing the right moments to show up is now the same God who has to check in with your calendar to see if he can work in your life. Is this, is, is this the attitude we're going to have towards God? 
Now, I probably should warn you at the beginning of this podcast, but these are some convicting thoughts to have, you know? All four of these fears that we're going to be speaking about, we can relate to at least one of them. I know I can. We have to take time to ask ourselves, how am I treating God? Will I let him have control of my life? Will I surrender my all to him, even if that includes changing my plans, even if that means doing what I didn't expect? Will we let God have control? So we have the fear of the unknown and we have the fear of the switch up. The third fear is the fear of letting go. It kind of fits in a little bit with the fear of the switch up. A lot of times what God is asking of us when he's asking us to change is to let go of something or someone and we just don't. Trust me, I have been there a billion times, been there, done that, bought a t-shirt. Years ago, God asked me several times to get out of a toxic relationship and I did everything else but that. I was like, yeah, I'm not going to leave that relationship, but I'll make sure to lead worship. I'll make sure to teach Sunday school. I'll make sure to, I'll make sure to sing in the choir. I didn't want to let go. And maybe that's you. Maybe you're not wanting to let go. The thing is, we think that whatever we're holding on to is so much better than what God has for us. So we choose to hold on to that thing. You may have seen that meme that's that's been around on the internet for a while. It's a little girl with a teddy bear. And then she is face-to-face with Jesus who's kneeled down at her eye level. And he has his hand outstretched and he's asking her for her teddy bear. And her response is, but I love it. But what she didn't see is that behind her back, Jesus was holding a huge teddy bear. A couple times bigger than the one that she was holding. But she didn't want to let that one go but because she loved it. And sometimes that's our attitude too. We don't see what God has next. We don't see the bigger, better thing that God has for us. So we just keep holding on to this little bitty thing that God didn't even want us to have because we love it. I'm telling you, if you knew what God was setting you up for, you would drop that thing so fast. Whatever he's asking you to change, whatever he's asking you to let go of, I'm telling you, you would let go of that thing so fast because you would see, man, This is nothing compared to what God has. But this goes back to the fear of the unknown. We don't see what's coming next. We don't know what's coming. So therefore, we don't trust God enough. If I was able to see that letting go of that toxic relationship would bring me healing and freedom and to experience the true love of God, I would have immediately dropped that boy. But I couldn't. And I thought what I had was better than what God was asking of me. So I didn't. So my question to you is, what are you scared of letting go of? Ask yourself that question. What are you scared of letting go of? Why? What are you scared of letting go of and why? Is it because you don't trust God? Is it because you think you know better than him? Is it because you think he'll fail this time even though he never has? What is your why? I guarantee you that your why will not compare to the promises and truth of God. It may be scary to let it go. You may not see what's coming next, but I'm telling you what is next is worth it. What is next is bigger and better and it will surpass any of your wildest dreams. Ephesians 3.20 says that he is able to do exceedingly abundantly above all that we can ask or think. So that means that he can go exceedingly abundantly above what you're even thinking that he has next. If you think if you give him your teddy bear, he'll give you back a little trinket. No, he has something better for you. If it's dropping that man, he has a better thing coming. Or maybe he has healing coming. Or maybe he has a wholeness within you that can come once you drop him. 
Maybe he's protecting you from something that that guy's involved in. Maybe he's protecting you from an STD for all you know. If he's asking you to drop that friendship, maybe it's because that friend is going to get you arrested in a couple months if you don't drop that friendship. If he's asking you to move out that house, it's because he knows what's breeding there and what you're involved in and what you're immersed in. Whatever it is, you have to trust that God knows better. You have to trust that God is in control. You have to trust that God is sovereign. So that was the third why. The fear of letting go. Last but not least, another fear that holds us back from change is the fear of starting over. We hate the idea of starting over. Whether it's being back single again, whether it's a new job, a new school, a new neighborhood, a new whatever it is, we hate starting over because we've gotten comfortable. Comfortable. Honestly, comfortable should be a curse word because I hate how we get when we get comfortable. And if somebody tells me, Steph, you've gotten comfortable, I'm like, oh, no, don't tell me that. Because that means if I've gotten comfortable, that means I've gotten lazy. That means that I'm not growing. Nothing grows in a comfort zone. And when we get comfortable, when we're in that comfort zone, we don't allow for change. We've gotten so comfortable with our titles and our accomplishments and our accolades. So when God invites in change that doesn't involve one of those things, we can't even fathom the idea of it. Some of y'all are called into something by God. You're called into your purpose and it has nothing to do with the degree that you have. Nothing. And now you're looking at God and he looking at you and you, y'all looking at each other like P. Diddy and Elijah Connor with that meme when they're just staring at each other back and forth. That's what y'all look like. Because he ain't changing his mind, and apparently you're not changing yours either. You're looking at him like, this has nothing to do with my masters. Why would you call me to this? Maybe because God never sent you there in the first place to get that master's degree. Oh, uh uh-oh. I done stepped on some toes. I done stepped on some toes. You're mad because your purpose has nothing to do with the master's degree that God never asked you to go get. And now you feel some type of way. He said, baby, I've been trying to tell you this for years. You're the one that went and chased the titles. You're the one that tried to people please and get a master's. And now you're stuck between a rock and a hard place trying to decide what you're going to do. Are you going to please God? Are you going to choose God's will? Or are you going to keep going with what you got going just because you get master's degree money and master's degree success? Maybe you're calling is something that has nothing to do with your degree because God sent you to college just to develop your character, just to develop something in you for this thing that he's called you to. Maybe he sent you to college so you would encounter him and have a relationship with him and you had to get a degree because you were in college, but now he actually wants you to go and do something else. Will you switch it all up for Christ, even if no one else understands, even if It doesn't have anything to do with what you just spent your money on. Will you trust that he will restore everything that you've lost as you paid for school? Will you trust that he will provide? Will you trust that he will give you the favor that you've been looking for in all these other degrees? He's called you to something, but you've gotten comfortable. You've got to remember that none of this is for us. Nothing we do on earth is for us or about us. It is about God. It is to bring glory to the Father in heaven. And if that requires you to change, if that requires you to let go of something, if that requires you to step out into the unknown, if that requires your plans to get switched up, it's worth it. 
I know this isn't the tickle your ears kind of podcast, but this is real life. This is reality. This is what changes the world when we decide to step out on faith, no matter what's going on, no matter what other people may say, no matter what our plans have been, no matter what our vision board says. If God says to do something else, let us be confident enough to go do it anyway. So I just want to tell you today, no matter what your fear is, I challenge you and I encourage you to trust God anyway. Trust him in the fog. Yes, change can be hard. We all have our hesitations towards change. It won't always be the easiest thing to do, but I can guarantee you that it will always be worth it. You have to believe that the God that you serve is bigger than the reason that you're fearing change. If it's money that you're worried about, believe that God is a provider. If you're worried about friends leaving you, believe that you have a friend in Jesus that will stick closer than a brother. If you fear letting go or starting over, believe that God is intentional and that he works all things together for the good of those who love him. Whatever the fear is, believe God to be all that you need. Believe that God is enough. Believe that he is your all in all. And then go for it. Step out and change. Step out into the things that you know God has been calling you to. Let's make a decision today to go and do what God has called us to do. Let's forgive that person. Let's leave that relationship. Let's break off that friendship. Let's apply for that job. Let's apply for medical school. Let's go and sign up for the thing that you know God has been wanting you to do. Whatever it is, go step out on faith. There is so much greatness waiting for you on the other side. Thanks so much for tuning in to this episode of Christian Girls Pop. I pray that you were challenged and motivated to go and do what needs to be done. Let's change. No more staying the same. No more staying comfortable. Let's go and do what God has for us. If you haven't already, you can join us on Facebook and Instagram. Go follow us. You can find us on both sites at Christian Girls Pop. We also have a website that is currently under renovation. It's ChristianGirlsPop.com. It will be back up soon, and we will let you know when it is ready to go. We also will be having our monthly Bible study this month on September 26th, and there will be two opportunities for you to join. There will be an Instagram Live session at 6 p.m. Central Standard Time, and then there will be a Facebook Live session at 7 p.m. Central Standard Time. So make sure that you tune in, save the date so that you can get reminders for it, and join us for the Bible study. It's going to be so much fun. If you would like to donate, you can donate via PayPal to cgpopdonate at gmail.com. cgpopdonate at gmail.com. Thanks so much for tuning in. And as always, remember, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget it.